Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, praise the Lord. Come on, praise the Lord. Are there people here tonight? I say, praise the Lord. More than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Take your mind. Let's just do it quickly. More than a conqueror, 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 see with me, more than victorious. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Bless shall be your Come on, lift up your voice and just say something to me. Come on, praise him. Give him glory. Give him glory. Give him glory. Give him glory. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. We appreciate you, our Father. And we exalt you tonight. We thank you for who you are. Thank you because you are the ancient of the days. The Bible says from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord shall be glorified. And that's what we are doing here tonight. Exalting our God who reigns on high. Exalting the King of Kings, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the one who was and who is and who is to come. He's called the El Shaddai. He's called the Elohim. You are called Jehovah. You are called. You are called. Rohim El Gibor. Our God, our banner, our King. We bless your name tonight. Through you, we are more than conquerors. Oh, glory to you, Father. Thank you for your awesome presence here tonight. From the moment we stepped into this place, we saw the glory. Your glory is here, Father. And we are grateful. We don't take it for granted. We say thank you. Thank you for visiting us. Thank you for celebrating the Feast of Grace with us. Because it's all about you. What a joy. Because we know where you are, things happen. Where you are, destinies are changed and transformed. Where you are, there is deliverance. Where you are, there is healing. No wonder my brother said he felt the anointing here tonight. Because you are here. We thank you, Jesus, the Redeemer of our soul. We thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you for visiting us again. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have worship. Amen. Wow. And somebody say amen. amen. You don't sound very excited. If you are very excited like me, can you say better amen? amen. If, 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 you are, if you are as happy as I am, if you are as happy as I am this evening, and I know my wife is so happy also because we, we, we resonate together. From time to time, I check, I look at her, I say, no, something is here. My God, oh, awesome. Wow. wow. Something is here. Oh. <laughs> if you're excited, come on, shout hallelujah. Take your seat. Take your seat. I knew in my heart that this is an unusual place. Okay? I knew in my heart that God is in this place. I've never seen Pastor Farai before until today. Maybe I've seen the wife one or twice, I can't remember, but I'm meeting her for the first time today, my wife and I. We never met. I got a call from him. Had I a call or a mail, I can't explain. When I got a call, we, we got talking. And he told me about the Feast of Grace. And I, I was like, okay. After talking, he said to me, well, we want you to come and 
share with us because we prayed and the Lord said, you have to come. Wow. It's always a very tough thing when God sends you to a place. You have to be very careful. You have to receive from him. You have to wait in prayer. You have to be careful. You have to check with him from time to time. Because we live in a generation where God does not send many people. People send themselves. We live in a generation where you see a lot of drama going on. You know, people just come to do a bradakabra. They just do some miracles, call your number, call your name, and they are wowed. Fortunately. So when God is sending you, you better be careful. And my wife and I, we try to be very careful to follow him carefully because he must lead the way. And then we said, okay, we prayed about it and we know we're supposed to be here. We started praying, we started seeking the face of the Lord. And today we met Pastor Farai. When I looked at the program of, 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 of the weekend, I told my wife, I have never seen a man like this before. In Holland, in Europe, Pastor Farai and Pastor Mama are the first, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm saying this with, with a lot of godly reverence because I don't talk about, I don't, I don't flatter people. I'd rather keep quiet. I won't come and tell you, oh, you look wonderful when you are not. I'd rather keep quiet, brother. Praise God. You have such a wonderful spirit. Are you Chinese? <laughs> You're such an amazing man. Oh, the choir is wonderful. Brother, wow. Everyone is wonderful. Sometimes I ask myself, maybe his grandfather is Chinese. You are from the kingdom, I can say. You are from heaven. Amazing. God bless you guys. Come on. God bless the choir. Wow. And I saw the program. I saw the package. I saw that there was so much time for the word of God. Oh, so much time. My wife said to me, she said, oh, Timmy, this is what you love, right? Oh, this time you have gotten more than enough. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, many places I go to, the Lord will give me a word. I will prepare it. I will prepare the word. I will go there. God will give me five points. By the time I say one, the time is up. So I've not preached a complete sermon in Holland in the last one year. And that's the problem. We have not been able to deliver what God wants for his people. We are quick for miracles. We are quick for this. We want to do prophetic time. We want to do this. But the real time is the time with the word. Yes. Time with the word. Because God is the word. He said the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. So God is the word. So I, I don't downplay it. I take it seriously. Jesus said the, said, he said, the word I speak unto you, they are what? Spirit and they are life. When he wanted to heal them, he sent forth his word. He said, he sent forth his word, and his word healed them. You know, when the Lord called me to ministry, a couple of years ago, I said to the Lord, I said, God, you know, God, you can reason with him. You can talk with the Lord. So I said, Father, there are great men of God in this world preaching from one Bible. What am I going to say? And the Lord said, I've called you, I will put my words in your mouth. Oh. And the Lord said to me, while you speak this word, healing will take place. Amen. While you speak this word, deliverance will happen. Amen. While you speak my word, 
Because you are giving me to the people. This will happen. And I have seen it happen over the years. Yes. I've seen it. A couple of weeks ago, my wife and I were in a program and I was ministry and the power of God lifted a man from his seat and hit him on the floor. A man, you know, a strong man. And, hit him. and the people, they started running. We said, sit down. Don't distract the meeting. Leave him alone. Amen. Don't leave him alone. Were you the one that made him fall? So why do you want to carry me up? Amen. Leave him. When the one who bought put him down is true with him, he will take his seat and we continue the meeting. That is what God called me to do. Praise God. Do you know during the worship things were happening to me? Do you know that, brother? Some of us take it for granted. When we are worshiping, I'm conqueror. You better express yourself. And, and it's a spiritual thing. Sometimes when we are doing it, we don't understand it. You think you are encouraging the choir. You think you are encouraging the keyboardist. And when you have a problem with somebody in the choir, you say, oh, that, I don't like that brother. Today I will not even dance. I'm on, which, which conqueror? Which one? Which, what, are you, what are you conquering? Every time you have a privilege to come before the Lord in worship, in prayer, with, with the offering, with the word, throw away your pride. Throw away yourself and just, just express yourself before him and things begin to happen. So for me, there is no special part of the service. I told Pastor, we were, when Pastor came, we were already downstairs waiting. I would have loved to be here by 7 o'clock when the meeting started at 7.30. That's me. Because the King of Kings is here by 7.30. Why will I come at 8 o'clock? The King of Kings, who called me? Who told me to come? Who gave my name to Pastor Farai? He's here. And I will walk, I will walk by 8.30 and say, hello, bless you, bless you all, bless you. <laughs> Bless you. That is, the, that is the problem with the church. The church is sick. Because we have, we have become so dramatic with the church that we have, we have taken God out of the church and we have become the Lord and Master. Yes? Praise God. So let me quickly do protocol. It's difficult for me. I'm not a protocol guy. I don't have to, right? This guy is my brother. Yes, sir. I'm not seeing you for many years. I thank God for bringing us together. Amen. Amen. Praise More God. than this meeting, there is a connection. Oh, yes, sir. You understand? Yes, and I know it's a spirit for you to be here. There is a hunger in your heart. For you to be here. There is something in this man and his wife that they carry that attracts you. Can I tell you the truth? Not many people want me around them. It's the truth. Not. In fact, when people hear they are inviting me, they cut down my time. <laughs> I was preaching in a program one day. I'm serious. I was preaching in a program in Rotterdam. I saw two pastors and the Lord told me, I didn't even see them. I was just preaching. And the Lord told me, these guys are setting you up. They are going to cut short your time. They did. They brought up an envelope and told me, so I leave this place now. And the Holy Spirit said, leave. But in the 30 minutes we spent there, what God did, what God did. When Pastor Farah was preaching, I said, why do I have to preach? I was asking the Lord. When he was sharing, I said, what do I have to say again? He has said it all. But the Lord said, okay, say the things he has said again. 
Amen. Amen. I've not come to tell you revelations. <laughs> True. I'm serious. I mean, I'm at, I'm at home with my family. I love you with the love of God. I just feel it. I just feel. I feel the purity in this house. This is it. Okay, I kept this for security reasons. But this is one of the best places I've been in Holland. Do you agree with me? Really? I'm serious. I won't say it all. May the Lord give you understanding. But whatever it is, keep it up with the Lord. It is God that makes the difference, not man. It's God. The heaven is open. That's the most difficult topic I've ever been given. Because if the heaven is open, what do we have to do here then? Right? What do we have to preach again, brother? The heaven is open. I can tell you God wants to open your heaven. So I started crying before the Lord. God, what am I going to say? God, what am I going to tell your people? The heaven is open. They believe it. I don't want to water down the gospel. Lord, the heaven is open. I waited. God did not speak. Really? I fasted and I prayed. I fasted. What should I share, Lord? Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. And finally, the Lord took me to 2 Corinthians 3.18. Let's go there. We leave foundations tonight. I'm not in a hurry. I'm relaxed in my spirit. Pastor Father, please tell me the time because it's 10 o'clock now. I didn't know the time has gone so much. But okay, we won't take your time for tonight because, huh? Until 11. So. You mean you are ready to stay till 11? Where have you guys been? You stay till 11? Are you serious? You are here. You guys are, you are, you are written in the Bible. I mean it. You are written in the Bible. I will show you tomorrow. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. <laughs> Are we there? Oh, we can see it on the board. But with unveiled, if you have the old King James, we say with open faces. But we are in the feast of grace. We are. Not only Pastor Farai and his wife, we all, not only the choir director singing, we are more than conquerors, not only my brother there, not only my pastor here, we all, that is a dimension God is bringing us, it's not an individual thing, it's getting to a corporate experience. We are what Pastor Farai experienced, Pastor Olu is experiencing. Oh, what Pastor Olu is experiencing, oh, my brother here is experiencing. All of us are wired up in the spirit. We are operating at the same frequency. When the church begins to operate, everyone in the church, brother, begins to operate at the same frequency, we change the world. The problem we have is some are operating at a high frequency. Some are operating at a very low frequency. Some are seen. Some are blind. But the Bible says, we all, 
von Fisch! Behold in us in the glass the glory of the Lord. We are changed into the same image, into the same thing we are seeing. So we are seeing the same thing. We are seeing God in his glory. We are seeing the image of the invisible God. And we all beholding this glory. We are changed into one thing. That's why I don't understand why the church is divided. You know, some believe in this one. Some do that one. Some dress that way. Some don't dress that way. Some talk this way. Some manner of confusion we have put ourselves into is because we are not looking at the same thing. Because it's what you become. What you see is what you become. Elijah said to Elisha, if you can see me, you get the double portion of the anointing. All you need to do is just what? See! So what you see is what you become. When Jacob was trying to do some technological things with Laban's animal, he just put some things in front of them and made them see it. What you see is what you become. What have you seen? We are changed into the same image from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord. What is the Lord asking me to share today? I try to put it in my own words. Okay? In my own words. And I title it, Open Heaven, Open Faces. Open Heaven, Open Faces. The heaven is open. Can I tell you something, brother? The heaven opened long time ago. When Isaiah saw, he said, I saw the Lord. He said, my eyes have seen the king. Not that the heaven opened. It was my eyes that opened, brother. It was in heaven. The heaven was open. The heaven has been open. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But the problem is that our faces are closed. We are blinded. We can't see. That's why we are not changed. That's why we have remained the same for years. We have not been changed because we cannot see that which has been opened unto us. Brethren, the heaven has been opened over our head. Oh, people of God, the heaven has opened over the sanctuary. Oh, people of God, the heaven has opened over your life. But we can see. Mm-hmm. The Lord said to me, tell my children, tonight, tonight, the thing I want to do is to set them free. Is to take the veil away. The Lord said to me, I don't have a problem. I want to make them see. I've opened up myself. I've revealed myself. But it's time for them now to drop the veil and connect to his glory. The Lord was telling me today when my brother was speaking about Ezekiel chapter 1. Do you know we all know the story of the dry bone. Ezekiel 37. Oh, dry bone. And we use it. Dry bone will rise again. Dry bone will rise again. Oh, dry bone. Your dry bone will live again. Dry bone will not live again if there is no experience of chapter 1. Oh, yes. There will be no chapter 37 if there is no chapter 1. 
There will be no chapter 47 where he saw the water flowing from the altar and everything that the water was touching was coming alive. There will be no chapter 1. The genesis of your life, the genesis of my life, the testimony you are waiting for is in this chapter 1. What the church is waiting for is in chapter 1. What we are looking for, the miracle you are looking for, brother, the testimony that will change the world, Pastor Ulu, the testimony, my brother, that will transform lives is in chapter 1. Now it came to pass in the 30th year, in the 4th month, in the 5th day of the month as I was among, yes, the captives by the river of Cheba. The heavens were open, and I saw visions of God. And the Lord said to me, the first thing I want my children to know is that captivity can close your eyes. Why we cannot see the glory of the invisible God, why we cannot see the heaven has been opened over us, why we are struggling, why our struggle has continued, is because we are in captivity. Do you know that my brother did not say I was a captive? He said I was among them. I was among them. He didn't say when I was a prisoner. He didn't say when I was a captive by the river. He said there were some captives, but I was among them. I'm not a captive. I was just there by circumstances. Listen to me. Your physical experience, your physical condition does not determine what you see. Amen. Yeah, you know what? What I'm seeing now, the, the, what the doctor is telling me, what the people are saying, what the paper is saying, what my life is saying, I don't know what's going on. Listen to me. You need to understand, I may be among the captives. I may be among trouble, but I know, I know, I know I'm not a captive. I am free. I am free. He that the son has set free is free. You have to settle the issue of your freedom before you can see the open heaven. It must be real to you. It must be real to you. Because the heaven is open. The visions of God are there. The miracle is there, sister. The issue of your freedom must be real to you. Mm. Are you free? That's why the Bible says, He that the Son has set free. Indeed. Indeed. Because there are many who are not free. Do you know that my brother Joseph was in prison and right in prison? He was interpreting dreams. His ministry was finding expression because he knew he was not in captivity. Mm. He knew. He was telling you we die tomorrow, the king will kill you, you, you will go back. That, it was determined that fact. The giftings of God was finding expression in him. Wow! It takes understanding to know. Are you free? Are you free? Am I free? Am I really free? You know, Jacob got to a point in his life. He said, Brother Farai, I have four wives from one house. I mean, star, you marry four guests from one family. <laughs> Somebody tell me you are a star guy. You know how to talk. You must be very handsome. You must be very good. I don't know how good you are. But he got four guests from one house. I have animals. 
I have everything. But I'm not blessed. I'm not blessed. And that's why he held the man and said, I will not let you go until you bless me. So you see that blessing, the blessing upon your life does not determine, does not depend on what you have. Because you can have everything. Somebody said, the Lord, I want to thank God because you know, you know, you know, I, I, just, I just have a new car now. I have a new house now. Unbelievers have it also. In fact, they have better ones. So if your Christianity is measured, if your, if your blessing to you is measured by the material things you have acquired, you have failed. Yes. Oh, yes. That was why my brother came and said, hey, but you will not go. He said, let me go. Yeah. He was wrestling with him. He, was, he said, no, no, let me go. He said, no, we will not let you go. Mm. You know, sometimes we can wrestle with God. Mm. God is telling you, do this. You say, no, Lord. Mm. And for five years, join the choir. Mm-mm, I don't like the people there. Oh, death committed. Ah, I'm watching the pastor. You have been watching for six years? You have been watching for six years? I, I'm watching. The time is coming. Brother, the time is not waiting for you. One thing about God is that he can wait for you. But you don't have enough time. He has all the time. God has all the time. One day is like a thousand years to him. But you don't have enough time. The way you wear, sister, you are very beautiful, ma'am. The way you wear 20 years ago. When you look at your picture, will you want to shake your head? <laughs> it happens to me also. Anyway, anytime my wife wants to flog me, she will just bring the picture when we got married. And you will see my neck looking like that. I was fit. Amen. I didn't need a gym. Now, she tells me, work on yourself. <laughs> Friends, the time is going. Time is passing by. We are still caught up in the same thing. We are still trapped in the same thing. We are still struggling. The same thing we were struggling with five years ago is still what we are struggling with today. That is why we cannot see the open heaven. You are wondering, but they say God is doing miracle. Why has he not done to me? Because you are under captivity. Pastor, I'm not living in sin. Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. He says the heir, even when you are entitled, you are the son of God. As long as you are a child, you refuse to grow in the knowledge of God. Let's go there. Galatians 4, 1. This is a Bible-based church. I love you people. Praise God. I love you. I feel the love of God there. I feel the grace of God. I feel the joy of the Lord. I feel the peace. I feel heaven here. Now I said that the heir, he has the right to life, he has the right to everything, he has the right to preach, he has the right to, 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 to claim the breakthroughs from heaven as long as he is a child. Does not differ at all from a slave. Whoa! He's born again. He speaks in tongue. He's a child of God. He's committed. But he is a child. He's a baby in the Lord. They have to tell him what to do. They have to visit him, otherwise he will not come to church. They have to call him. If they don't call him, if the pastor forgets his birthday, he will come to church grumpy. 
And you will see his face like that. Mm. There's no love in this church. There's no love in this church. I have been there before. Thank you, sir. Gratefully and graciously, I return it back. This is what I'm used to. Praise God. Thank you. Hallelujah. As long as he is what? A child. There is no problem being a child. But when you continue to be a child, when God expects you to be a man, there is a problem. That's why my brother said, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I talked like a child. I, I related like a child. But now that I'm mature, I put away childish things. What keeps us under captivity? Let's go to First Samuel chapter 3. So Ezekiel said, I was among the captive. They didn't see what I saw. I saw visions of God. My prayer tonight is that the Lord will open our eyes. That the chains will fall off. That whatever it is that has held us back, be it in our prayer life, be it in the word of God, be it relationship with people, whatever it is that has held us down, that the yoke will be broken in the name of Jesus. First Samuel chapter 3. Verse 1. And the child Samuel ministered to the Lord. The brother on this beam is amazing. What's your name? You must be Samuel. Before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. If you give me King James, it will tell you there was no open vision. Where the word of God is cast, that is that, that the eyes is closed. Yes, give us the next verse. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim. You see, the eyes was getting closed. He could not see. So the problem is not with the heavens. The problem is with us. Let's read on. And the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. Yes, sir. That the Lord, can you see that Lord called somebody? In the place where people could not see, they could not hear, they were deaf and dumb, God was there. But nobody to talk to. God was there. How many times has God visited this place? Through the world. Paul, we say through the foolishness of preaching. You know, it sounds very, what is pastor even saying? But God was speaking. Oh, somebody came to lead a song. How in that song, God was looking for who? Where is the open heart? 
Where is the open eyes? Do you know that God is burning? He's burning. He has so much to share, but nobody to listen to him. Busy with Facebook. You are busy with this. You are busy with that. You are chasing money. Don't you know that what you chase keep running? If I just start chasing you, brother, will you wait? We are chasing money. People are chasing this, you are chasing that. But the Bible says it should be the other way around. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Not the kingdom alone. And it's righteous. And every other thing will chase you. Can you see that we are God? We are people were dying and eyes were closed. And they were lying down, broken, paralyzed. Nobody can help us. We are tired. We are retired, but we are not fired. We cannot acquire what we desire because we are tired. Even our fathers, I see our papa and our mama in their old age, you can still receive visions of God. The strength of God walking in you. Lord God Samuel, can you see? Do you know in this atmosphere, people of God, the sons of Eli, Ophni and Phineas, who were the pastors in charge, were, were causing trouble. They were sleeping with women in the church. They were in captive. They were in captivity to sin. They could not help themselves. They were in captivity to their greed, to the lust of the flesh, to the lust of the eye, to the pride of life, that they will even go to the meat and say, give us this meat, that one. If you don't give us, we take it by force. Such was it. But the heaven was still open. Even in that, that dirty environment. Do you know God was still there? He was only waiting for who will be open. Who, who will connect to the frequency of the spirit. Who, where is my son? You know, he said, I'm looking for a man. Who will stand in the gap? He was not doing that in heaven. He was looking on earth. So that means he was among them. He was looking. Is he going to be my son? Oh, is he going to be my son there? Who is going to stand in the gap? Brethren, the heaven is open. We are the men. We are the women. We are the people. Who we say, Lord, even if others are sleeping, even when others are under the captivity of sin, and they refuse to grow up and mature, I, Lord, I am available. Oh, God, even in the nation, where perversion seems to be running. In the nation, where sin has become a game. Immorality has become a sport. Do you know in the church now, fornication is no longer a sin. It's a game. In the church now, you know, people just, what, what you could not tolerate 10 years ago, now we are accommodated. Now we're talking yesterday, my wife and I and some of our friends, and we say, do you know now when you even go for youth meetings, they are not very different from discos. We dim the light. We hung the light on the stage. We play the music of the world. And we just try to put Jesus inside. And then everybody's, you know, we do. And we expect them to be saved. That's a problem. We have reduced the standard of the church. The standard of God's word. That standard cannot be compromised. 
You are wasting your time if you are looking for an alternative. No, I grew up as a youth man of God. I was trained. I was disciplined. I was challenged. When I get too close to a particular sister, somebody will call me. I say, brother, what's going on there? Every evening I see you walking back with one particular sister. Are you okay? Be on fire, be on fire, be on fire. But today, today, if you say that today, the brother will not come to church again. And that's why we don't say it. That's how I grew up. So I taught some youth. You all admire. You say we love the fire in you, Pastor T. We love the fire in your wife. But do you know how we grew? Do you know how we were disciplined spiritually? How we were, we, were, we were challenged to study the word of God? How we were challenged to know the word of God? How we were challenged to pray? Challenged to fast? Challenged to go on missions? And some of us here also were challenged, but when we came to Europe, Europe became so cold that we say, yeah, we too became cold. Really? When I came to Europe six years ago, I came and I saw myself sleeping. I'm telling you, I was sleeping almost 14 hours a day. I will sleep, I will sleep, I will wake up. The Holy Spirit will wake me up and say, pray. I will say, Holy Spirit, I take it again. Two months after I saw the way my life was going, the Lord said to me, you will crush your life here if you don't rise up to pray. I started running. Ask my wife, five o'clock, I will not stay in the house. I want to go out to go and pray. People of God, you must do something drastic about your life. You must do something. Listen to me. Brother Samuel was a little child. He did not have any mentor. He did not have any pastor. His pastor was already blind. Blind. Oh, these associate pastors. Wow. What's the excuse? But God was looking. Who can I speak to? Oh, God, we get to say no. This one, yesterday, he was with his neighbor's wife. How can I speak to him? God, we go to another one. He was there. Open heaven is the presence of God. Open heaven is when God makes himself available. When God says, here I am. I am here to pour out my life into you. I'm here to stamp my body. I want you to carry my body. I want you to carry what I carry. Open heaven is when God shows up and he says, Jacob, I will be your God. I will be with you. Open heaven is when angels begin to ascend and descend. Your home becomes a dwelling place. Your life becomes a dwelling place. And God will sit in heaven and say, hey, son, there's something I want to do with you. That's open heaven. You know, brother, Lord, I had open heaven too. In Sodom. He was sitting at the gate with elders of Sodom. Brothers, don't take pride in the fact that you are sitting with men who don't know the Lord. Amen. Say, I was with the queen. I was with the king. I was with the burgomaster. This brother was among captives. He was in heaven. You, you are among Nebuchadnezzar and his contingent. You are not seeing anything. Amen. Who cares who you know? Who cares the burgomaster you are working with? Who cares whether you are with Obama or you are with Trump? Who cares? What we want to know, do you know the Lord? Has the word of God been revealed unto you? Has the power of God been revealed unto you? The Bible says at that time, the word of the Lord had not been revealed unto Samuel. 
So there are times you are just there, but the word of God has not been revealed. But God can see your other you are available. Samuel. Listen to me. He answered. Some he didn't know who he was answering, but he answered. Amen. This is critical because I see the church. Brother, can you help us? He said, Let me think about it. You don't know who is calling you. Samuel did not. This was part of the test. He did not know who was calling him. He was lying down. He was sleeping. I thank God for the Holy Spirit who has changed me. If I am Samuel, I will pretend I didn't hear. That's when I will change. He did not know who was calling him. My God, man who will experience the open heaven must be ready to answer him. Here I am. Who is calling you? He did not know. He ran to the wrong direction. And I see God. Some of us, the Lord was telling me, he said, some of my children have been running to and fro. And I've been there. The open heaven is here. And my Samuels have been running. Look at it again. Where is it? He ran unto Eli. And said, here I am. For thou hast called me. He was sure. And he said, I called you not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. He said, Amen. I'm not calling you. Go and lie down. You are too busy. God is looking for men. Like my pastor was saying. The, the, the attention. They are waiting for a call. How do you feel when you are waiting for a call? An important call. If you are a student, you are waiting for a call about your admission. Or you are waiting for a call about your PhD or about your, 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 your what, whatever. You are waiting for that call. Every minute, you will take your phone. Huh, and check it and put it back. And do something and come back. You take your phone. You, even when you are sleeping, you are not completely asleep. Has it happened to you before? You are, you are sleeping but waiting. That is the, the, the dimension heaven is waiting for. Men who they are lying down but they are standing up. They are lying down but they are waiting. They are waiting for the word. They are waiting for the call. They are waiting for the call of God. They are not ready to sleep. They say, no, no, no. I hear somebody calling me. You call me. I said, Pastor, are you, Pastor, you call me. I said, no, Pastor, I didn't call you. You call me. Go back. I said, okay, sir. Sorry, sir. He went back. People of God. While Samuel was doing this, Ophni and Phineas were in captivity. Captivity of fornication, adultery, immorality, people of God. I'm here to tell you by the Spirit. Sin will only detain you. Sin will only chain you. Sin will only make you lose your authority over your house, over your children, over your family. Sin is a disaster. 
Sin is not of God. When we are talking about, that's why I'm, 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 sometimes when I go to church, I know God is challenging us to walk in holiness, to walk in righteousness. I am afraid. Hallelujah. Next, give us the next verse. Uh-huh. And the Lord, can you see my father? He doesn't stop. He keeps calling. When he finds the right man, he keeps calling. He called yet again. Samuel and Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for thou calls me. And he answered and said, I call you not my son. Lie down again. Yes. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. But he was responding. He did not yet know. He said, Pastor, I don't know the word of God. How is your attitude? How is your desire to the Bible study meetings? When we call for Bible study, you don't yet know the Lord, but you are there. You are responding. I will be the first to get there. People of God, you think that today God told them to call me because I was just sitting down or lying down? It's because there was a passion. Up till today, I still trust the Lord to be the first in the church. Not because I'm a pastor, but because I'm a child of God. And I owe it to my father. He's my father. I cannot become a pastor to the point I begin to pastor God. Because we are getting to that point now where sometimes we say, let's hear, let the small, small boys go ahead. Why will the big, big boys come behind? You don't know what you are joking with. When will you become so passionate? People of God, the feast of grace has come. This feast of grace is going to be a new season where there will be a new passion, a new desire that before the Lord calls you, you are responding. You say, here I am. You call me. What can I do, Lord? Do you know Paul? Paul, the first day Paul came down from that horse, his first question, who are you, Lord? What will you have me do? Men who will experience open heaven, they are available to do anything provided it's coming from the Lord. Although the word of the Lord, number one, he did not yet know the Lord. Number two, the word of the Lord yet has not been revealed unto him, but he was responding. Why can we not respond, people of God? Because we're in captivity. When you are free, when you are free indeed, brother, sister, when you are free, even when you don't know the Lord the way you should know him, there will be a response. There will be a kind of response. The response that will keep you moving when others are stopping, when others are dropping, when others are failing, you keep running towards the Lord. Say, Father, I can hear you, Father. Fan to flame the fire, the passion, the desire to know the Lord. How many of us here can tell me the goalkeepers of Arsenal from 1982? It was this, it was that, 1985. No, you can even bet on it. How many of us can tell us all the shops in Wachenegen? All the shops where you can get this kind of shoe or that kind of shoe. But we cannot tell a scripture, 
a word from heaven. We cannot say, when they say, for God so loved the world, you will say, yeah, 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 yeah. You cannot say that he gave. People of God, I'm calling you to a place by the spirit of the Lord. I'm calling you. I did not, I came to call you that the heaven is open. Don't miss this hour of visitation. Don't miss this opportunity. Do you know sometimes Jesus was weeping over a nation. He said, said, oh, Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem. You missed the hour of your visitation. You could not see. You could not see. You had the opportunity. People of God. Now you are still young. Some of us, we say, well, I'm no longer young. I'm 40. I'm 45. You are still young. You are 60. That's the time. But people of God, there is an hour of visitation. And when God calls, and you are not available. Some of us for many years, we have not been available. Because of the same thing. The same desire. The same passion. Finally, Samuel met with the Lord. The first time Samuel saw God, God was complaining. Did you see that? God was complaining. That means God has been carrying the pain. He has been carrying. He said, Eli, somewhere, the boy that just met God for the first time. He said, look, Farai, what I will do? What I will do to Eli? God was complaining. There are many things in the heart of God that he wants to share with you. But you are not available. There are many things that God wants to say concerning the nation, concerning your life. Concerning your father, concerning your mother, concerning your family. There are things that God wants to say to you about your future, but you are not available. And God is busy, still waiting. He has been calling for five years now. He's been calling. You are not available. Oh God, in your mercy, prepare me a sanctuary, pure, holy, and ready for you. Selah. Friends, the time to play game is over. This heaven, I must connect with it. This open heaven. I was talking to a young lady a couple of days ago. I said, sister. She said, yeah, pastor. I said, oh, you are young. He said, yes, pastor. I said, oh, sister. You are not making progress. He said, yes, pastor. Ah, sister, this is how you want to live your life? The time is going. Even Jesus said, I must walk the walk of him that sent me while it is day. For the night cometh when no man, even me, even me, Jesus, I can walk again. What are you doing? What are you waiting for? Life is much more than that you are doing. Eating meat. Jesus said, life is more than clothes. Life is more than raiment. A life not spent for God is a wasted life. I have no apology to say to any man, including myself. I have to remind myself daily. Sometimes I feel tired in my body. And I want to just go a little bit, you know. You know just, and I remember, if God cannot use you, the devil will. God cannot use you, brother. There is no middle ground. If God is not using you, I know who is. It's time to move. Oh, God, open my eyes. 
I was among the captives, but I was not in captivity. I saw people bound to chains of lies. I see people bound. I see pastors bound in our generation. I see prophet liars, lying priests, lying prophets, whose goal is their belly, whose money is all they are looking for. I know, I know, you see them playing the gimmicks. But you say, Lord, I see I'm surrounded by so many nonsense. But no, Lord, I'm free. Lord, I stand on your word. Lord, I will not compromise. Because when I, I, I stand with you, I see visions of heaven. When I stand with you. And do you know, in 37 of Ezekiel, dry bones became a mighty army. Do you know, in, in, in chapter, in fact, he said, the hand of the Lord took me. Oh, hallelujah. People of God, I want us to speak in tongues. Just speak in tongues. Come on, just speak in tongues if you can. If you cannot, just tune yourself to the Holy Ghost now. Tune yourself. Just begin to speak as the Lord gives you all trials. But if you can't speak in tongues, let your hand be upon us. Force us out, Lord. Get us out, Lord. Out of the captivity. Break the chains. Break the chains. Break the struggle. Break the limitations, oh God. Lingrebo dombe keledo seketa handi. Rabba tombe he. Riambo zobre ketaharea. I can hear you. 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 Mahe anoha. Linge broko hariabataha. Zebre ke hoshka hande. Lombra kaha. The heaven is open, Lord. We press in. Press in tonight. Press in tonight. Press in. Press in. Let the chains fall over. Let the chains fall over. Let the captivity fall over. That you will walk in freedom tonight. That you walk and see the visions of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen to me. About a week ago, maintain the frequency of the spirit. I had the visions of God. And the Lord brought me to a field. I saw people change. Particularly, I saw the Lord bringing me to a particular place. And I saw a woman being tortured. Intense torture. She was going through pain. Blood was spilling out of her. Now I gain understanding. I saw a man crying. And that man looks like you. Crying and say, help. He was just saying, help. He was standing and saying, help. 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 I was passing. The Lord was just showing me. Now I understand by the Spirit that we must contend. We must fight for our freedom. Under open heaven, you must fight 
the gracious and wonderful thing is that you are fighting from victory. It has been decided that you won. But you have to pray through. It's been decided. You won. It's been decided. We won. We have victory. But we have to pray through to lay hold on it. And we are still going to continue in intercession. I feel that spirit strongly. That we should intercede. For our families. Maybe you are here. You are struggling with your marriage. Really struggling. Struggling with relationship. You are here. You are under captivity of sexual abuse. Somebody is abusing you sexually. And you can't do anything about it. Today is your freedom. By the spirit of the Lord. I hear the Lord saying to me. I have come in my glory. I've come in my power. I've come in my wisdom. I've come in my unction. And I'm setting people free. Are you ready? Are you ready to press in? Are you ready to lay hold? Are you ready to tell the Lord? Lord, I cannot remain in this condition. I have been on this side for too long. How can? How long will I be like this, brother? How long? How long, my brother? I keep crying. I keep waiting. I need to do something different. I need to connect with God. Lord, now, do something or I die. What is the point of living if I have to live in failure? What is the point of living if I'm living and I'm not pleasing the Lord? You are in captivity against your own will. You are in captivity against your own desire. You have become a victim of circumstances. But the word of the Lord is free. It can be captivity of, of sickness. It can be captivity of failure. It can be captivity of sin. Whatever captivity it is, tonight the Lord told me, there will be freedom. Amen. Not only for you. Come in the name of Jesus to decree over Wachenegan. Pastor Farai, something is happening here. Because you represent the Dutch community, brother. And I hear the Lord. Regardless of all the stubbornness and all the, we don't believe in God, I hear a cry, help. Yes. I hear a cry, help us. Yes. I hear a cry, help us. Yes. And the Lord is saying to me, just giving tract will not do it. If you are giving tract and your own eyes are closed, how can the blind lead the blind? That's what Jesus said. Where will they come to? Which church will they come to? Where we don't even, we are, we are not sure of what we believe. Why we, we can't even see him. Why our eyes are closed and we just come and it's like a burden. Do you know when your eyes are open, every pain is no longer a burden. To some of us here seated, serving the Lord seems like a burden. If I don't go to church, pastor, we call me, that's why I'm there. Your eyes are closed. Eyes are closed. Oh, you know, if I don't go to choir now, they will call me and they will talk to me. That's why I'm there. Your eyes are closed. If you have not come to a point where there is a passion, a joy, a desire, that even when nobody is there, you are there. Yeah. When you don't come to that point where something is burning in the inside, like Isaiah, when God is saying, who will go for us? You say, here I am. Send me. And we don't get to that point, brother. We cannot access the abundance of heaven. I will show you tomorrow that under open heaven, whatever you plant grows. Amen. That's not for tonight. We'll get there tomorrow. 
when the heaven is open, whatever you sow, I will teach all the principles of supernatural harvest. It happens on the open heavens. What you are looking for, I can tell you, brother. Look, oh, hallelujah. We break the chains of captivity. We are going to talk to the Lord. We are going to pray. Are you ready? Wherever, don't stand up. No, we are quick to stand up and say hallelujah. We, whatever position is convenient for you, whether on your knees, whether on your seat, whether on standing, just cry to the Lord. My God, tonight I am walking out of this place. Every captivity must be broken. Every blindness must be rolled away. I can hear you pray. Come and talk to the Lord. It's a personal time with the Lord tonight. It's a personal experience with God tonight. Your marriage must be free. Your home must be free. Your life must be free. I must see visions of God. I must see the visions of heaven. We clear the intermediary heavens, Lord. By your spirit, we clear the intermediary heavens, Lord. We break the chains. We break the defilement of the soul. We break the captivity and the powers of hell over the lives of men, over our nation, over this land. The heaven is open. Our faces are open. Come on, talk to the Lord. 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 Jesus. Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Take your seat. Amen. Numbers 22. Want us to see something. And we pray again. If God cannot do it, it cannot be done. Numbers 22. A prophet of God. Let's take from verse 22. A prophet of God called Balaam. I don't know what kind of prophet he was. But obviously, he could, he could access God. Somehow, he could, he, could, he could hear God. And the Lord said to him, Balaam, don't go that way. He was called, paid to come and curse the people of God. But he was in captivity of his own greed that he was blindfolded. The point I want to bring out of this is this. Because of time, I want us to pray. Heaven had to bypass him and open the eyes of his donkey. Heaven had to open the eyes. A donkey could see the presence of God. A prophet of God could not. Even in his anger, he was not challenged that God bypassed him and was speaking to a donkey. He was still harassing the donkey and God opened the mouth of the donkey to speak to him. People of God, it is, it is an aberration of destiny for God to bypass you and begin to speak with animals. It's a, it's a dimension. For God to bypass you and begin to speak as a father 
Your children will be telling you, Daddy, the way you are, you are beating mommy is bad. Your children that you should bring up in the way of God are the one teaching you how to relate with your wife. It's, a, it's, it's an unfortunate situation. I was talking to a man one day and the man was telling me, I'm 60. I have divorced three wives in this whole land. I was looking at him. I was telling him, my son, a little boy, is the one telling me not to drink again. Because of him, I'm not drinking again. I said, shame on you, sir. With due respect, with due respect, shame. Shame. If you don't do something, you're on a fast way to destruction. When God is speaking to you, and you cannot listen to him through his word, and God has to send kind, children, children protection, child protection, to be talking to you, that is a problem. Because when they are telling you, pastor is preaching the word of God, you are not listening. You say, pastor, leave me alone. Uh, it's my family. It's my life. God is speaking to you. You are refusing his word. And then God knows that you will hear the police. That's why the police is visiting you. I'm telling you the truth. Because what the fire of the Holy Ghost will not teach you, the fire of hell will teach you. What the fire from heaven will not teach us. What the purifier's fire will not teach us. Huh. What we don't learn by revelation, we will learn by tribulation. People of God, when God has to bypass his own prophet and now begin to speak to the donkey, there is a problem. How many times has God bypassed you? How many times has God, because he knows when he speaks to you, you will not listen. You are so stubborn. A brother was speaking one day. He, I saw him in Nigeria. He came out of the pastor's office, angry. Angry. I said, ah, brother, what's the problem? He said, don't mind the pastor. Don't mind that pastor. Who is he? Who is he? He was telling me, he was talking to me, and I talked back to him, and he was angry. He said, I'm arguing with him. He said, look at me. Look at me very well. I argue with the Holy Spirit. He told me. He said, he argues with the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you the truth? Three months afterwards, he was gone. Stricken by a disease. Then there was no solution in Nigeria. HIV. When God is speaking to you, some of the things God is saying, I say, keep yourself for me. It's not for, like my brother said, it's for your own good. I discovered that many things that God has rebuked me about was for my own good. He said the things, Romans 15, he said the things that were written aforetime were for my learning. That through the comfort of the scripture, I will have hope. Ah, he said to me, the word of God is for correction. It's for rebuke. It's for reproof that the man of God, those who take the correction of God's word are men of God. No matter how young you are, no matter how new a believer you are, the moment you take the word of God and you take the correction, you take the pain, you take the rebuke, God sees you as a man. He said that the man of God can be thoroughly furnished and made perfect unto every good works. Brothers and sisters, how long has heaven been speaking to you? I say, my daughter, are you like Jacob who was wrestling with God? 
you know, he wrestled with God, wrestled with God, and the angel was begging him, you have won, let me go. You know, some of us, we, we feel good that we have won God. He said, God told me to do it, I did not do it. He was wrestling, he said, let me go. Ah, the man said, no, sir, I will not let you go until you bless me. How long will you wrestle with God? It is not an advantage that you are wrestling with God. It is not. It's a disaster. It's a disaster that heaven is telling you, we just let you go. It's time to see heaven. You have been open for 20 years over my life. And I cannot show anything for it. Because I have been closed. My greed, my anger, my resentment against my ex has closed my eyes. The anger I had because that man left me and left my children has blinded me. Oh God, the, 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 the mother of my son did not allow me to see him. Because of that, I have been working with this internal anger, internal pain that I cannot see. Our time is almost gone. But can I show you tonight before we go that tears and pain can make you misunderstand God. That even when your heaven is open, you won't see it. Let's go to John 24 and we close. John 20, verse 13 to 16, because of time. We run quickly. We have time tomorrow. I love these people. I love you all. You, make, you know how I feel? Can I tell you how I feel? I feel like I am in Ephesus talking to the Ephesian brethren. I really feel that way. I really feel it. I really feel it. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for making me feel like the apostles in the Bible we feel. That, that is the way I want to feel. You know when I go to a place and I'm confused whether I'm in a club or in a church or in a theater. Now, take it to verse 12. Jesus had resurrected. Hallelujah. The resurrected Jesus. The glorified Jesus. You know, the devil is doing everything to stop us from talking about Jesus now. He said, don't talk about Jesus. Don't talk about God. But God said, I should talk about Jesus. So I'm talking about him tonight. He said, and then Jesus died. He did miracles. And now he's glorified. He's resurrected. Jesus himself is open heaven. If Jesus walks into your room, your heaven is already open. It's confirmed. The, the, say with me, the presence of Jesus, say it like you know Jesus. The presence of Jesus in my life is a confirmation of open heavens. Did you get that? Someone say hallelujah. Someone say hallelujah. Someone say glory to God. So this woman went to the grave of Jesus. And when she got there, I can't because of time. She saw two angels in white sitting. The one at the head and the other at the feet. Where the body of Jesus had lain. Yes. And they say unto her, woman, why are you weeping? She said unto them, because they have taken away my Lord. And I don't know where they have laid him. Uh -huh. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing. She saw the glorified Jesus. 
She saw the resurrected Jesus. Not the Jesus of Nazareth. No, this is not the Jesus of Nazareth. This is the Jesus that conquered the grave. That took back the keys. That ascended back to the Father. This is the Jesus that rose again. And many people rose with him. And that is the Jesus this woman saw. That was heaven on earth, brother. And what happened to her? I knew not that it was Jesus. Yes. Jesus even spoke to her. Woman, why are you weeping? You have been weeping for years. You see, you have been depriving yourself of open heaven. You never knew that sometimes when the word of God is coming here and the pastor is preaching the word of Jesus, it was Jesus talking to you. He was calling you man, woman, but you kept on weeping. Why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She is supposing him to be what? Talk to me. To be what? To be what? That is closed eyes. Open heaven. Tears. Weeping. Had closed her understanding. She thought that the glory. How can you think the glorified Jesus is a gardener? How? That is the church of God today. Jesus is like a gardener. He just come to trim the garden and the vegetables and the flowers and don't make you look good. Jesus will give you new shoes. He will give you new suit. He will give you new glasses. He will change you. He's a gardener. He just dress you. He said, I am the vine. My father is the vineyard. It's an aberration of understanding to call Jesus a gardener when he's a vine. He said, you are the branches. How can, you, how can you bring him down to a level of gardener to be trimming flowers? How? Tears. Misrepresentation of God. You have wept so much and wept and wept. Oh God, where will my husband come? Oh God, oh God. And Jesus is standing and saying, why weepest thou? You say he's a gardener. Uh, can you help me? What can you do this? He came with a word. He came to transform you. And this is open. Oh. That was the situation. Wow. What happened? He was even talking to him. Sir, that's Jesus. Sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. That's what tears can cause you. The Bible says you will not know when good comes. You are so covered with your tears, covered with your pain, covered with your bitterness, covered with your anger, covered with your rage, that you cannot see the reason and glorify Jesus. The heaven, heaven, do you know, as at this time, heaven was on attention. Because he had just finished the assignment. Don't touch me. I've not gone to the Father. So heaven was waiting. Anybody Jesus was talking to, heaven was on standstill. We are waiting for Jesus, glorify Jesus to come. Waiting. On attention. And the woman was calling him what? What are you calling Jesus? By your character. The way you behave in your office. What are you calling Jesus? The way you fight that uh, number 24. Uh, every day that's how they fight. They are husband and wife but they fight. And they go to church more than everybody. More than the Pope. What are you calling Jesus? What are you calling Jesus? 
If your character does not match that of Jesus, what are you calling him? Look at what happened and then we pray. This is going to be our last prayer point. It's almost 11 o'clock. I see you coming. Jesus said unto her, Mary is calling out your name. He's calling out your name. If you have ears to listen, listen to the Father. He's calling out your name. My brother, I'm going back to what you started. It has to be individual. Mary. It has to be one-on-one. -on -one. Not general. That's the problem. You just go to church. You follow them there. There's no one-on-one -on -one experience. Have you heard him? Has he called you? Do you see that the moment he called her name, she turned herself. She didn't say, who are you? She didn't say, who are you? What's your name? Are you not the gardener? She said, Rabboni! It's a call in the spirit. It's a call in the spirit. And I hear the father calling you tonight. Calling you out of that relationship. You have been going with that man. You know this is not the will of God. Every time you go there, something happens, you cry. But you are still seeing Jesus like a gardener. But tonight, he said, listen to me. I want to empower you. I'm calling you. You. I'm not calling all. Jesus said, if any man is thirsty, it has to be an individual. He said, let him. Don't bring him. Somebody said, don't bring him. No, 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 no. Let him, leave him. Let him. Let him. Talk. Let him. Let him. Let him. Leave him. Let him. Let him come unto me. He's a personal, peculiar, and intentional work with God. It's unique. Let him come unto me. And let him drink. John 7. And out of him shall flow rivers of living water. How did our eyes open? He called her name. When he calls me, I will answer. When he calls me, I will answer. When he calls Can you help me on the piano? I will have, brother, can you help me? Can you help me? I'll be somewhere. I'll be somewhere. Walking for my God. When it calls me. When it calls me. I will answer. I will answer. When it calls me. When he calls me. With my open faces, I will answer. I will me when he calls I will answer him I will answer. I'll be somewhere walking for him I'll be somewhere walking for my God walking for my Lord when he calls me one more time when he calls me
She was rightly positioned. That was why she could hear the call. She was there. The apostles and the people, the disciples that were with him, he didn't call them. It was a woman who availed herself. Oh, Samuel was there in the temple. Even when everything had shut down, he said, I'm not leaving this place. There is something here. The light was going down. The prophet, his eyes were dim. The other people were sleeping with women. But Samuel said, I will not leave. I think it suggests to me that men and women who go the extra mile get a call from God. You can't sit in your comfort zone and hear him. You can't sit in your high horse and high pillars and hear him. For Saul to hear him, God brought him down first. He threw him down from that horse and said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? I have come to discover that Moses could not hear him until he went to the backside of the desert where he came to the mountain of God. That was when he heard. People of God, you may say, oh God, call me, call me. No, I'm not praying anymore tonight. After this song, if you want to pray, you can pray. It's a personal effort that you will walk to his place. You will be with him. He will be with you. He will call you. You will hear him. I cannot pray for you tonight and ask him to call you. It will not work. You have to be properly located for you to hear the call. As we sing the song, this location is not physical. It's a spiritual place. Lord, here I am by the altar. I release my life to you, sister. My heart my desire, my longing, my passion. Oh God, tonight, here I am. That spiritual place you want me to be, I position myself. Call me. I will I'll be somewhere. Come on, talk to the Lord. I don't know about you tonight, but I will I want to hear his call. He that is the key to my open heaven tonight. I will Oh, 
Jesus we thank you for perfecting your word I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified if you still feel like praying go ahead and pray whatever you want to do to oh God bless you and I see you tomorrow Walking for my Lord, I'll be somewhere. 